hey, care. guess what? What? We finally have a full Democratic ticket. Kamala Harris is going to be our vice president. Yes, a truly historic pick. And she's an intelligent, brilliant questioner who is going to be great at her job. Also, write down October 7th as the day she's going to make Mike Pence cry. She may not have been your first pick. She wasn't mine. But this ticket excites me. And what's really exciting is getting to vote to kick out this whole garbage administration. That's right. And it's going to be a fight. To learn how to get involved, go to votesaveamerica.com slash everylastvote. There you'll find everything you need to vote on November 3rd. Donald Trump and his installed lackey at the USPS are doing everything they can in the middle of a pandemic to sabotage mail-in voting. So if you decide to vote by mail, make sure you send it in at least two weeks early. And don't forget to research your down-ballot races. We need to take the Senate back, and we need to keep the House. If you're able, young, and healthy, you can also sign up to be a poll worker on Election Day. Most poll workers are folks for whom COVID-19 would be deadly. Those of us who are less susceptible can take their place. I did, and I'm so excited to help Chicagoans cast their ballots. You can also volunteer to phone or text bank. We need to ensure that all Americans are aware that Republicans are doing their favorite thing, suppressing our right to vote. Maybe this ticket doesn't represent all the change you wanted to see, but take Noam Chomsky's advice. The left position is you rarely support anyone. You vote against the worst. You keep the pressure and activism going. Vote for Biden and then haunt his dreams. He is running on the most progressive policies in American history, and that is encouraging. So vote early. And send that mail-in ballot as soon as you can. Sign up to be a poll worker. And volunteer when you can. There is nothing more imperative than getting the wannabe dictator and all of his sycophants out of the White House. VoteSaveAmerica.com slash EveryLastVote. And on November 3rd, vote, honey! Hey, this is my best friend, Carolyn. And this is my best friend, David. We're a couple of vodka lovers. With a codependent relationship over a decade long. And this is Will Will and and Grace Grace and Vodka. Vodka. Cheers. Hello, my darling. Hello, my love. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Is it Thursday? Who knows? Well, for us, it's Thursday. This is uh, literally the the only thing that makes me know what day it is at any point in my week exactly Exactly. i have no other parameters for knowing what day it is (laughs) like that week a couple a couple episodes back when we recorded on a sunday oh yeah threw me off for a week in either direction Mm -hmm. how are you very confusing i'm good i'm good uh the book and the audiobook are both submitted for review so those will be available to pre-order soon as well as the ebook which is already available so hooray how exciting yeah, that's pretty much my only project that I've had for the last four months. So I don't know um, what to do anymore. <laughs> I mean, I have a little work to do for the business. We did just get a, a full planning wedding for next year. So that will be a nice a nice thing to do over, over the winter. Uh, but That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's in August, so we're optimistic. We're optimistic. I feel like August is a is a fair time to be optimistic for. That's a that's a year so from too. now. I think that's the amount of time that things need for them to be whatever things. I think we'll at um, least be able to gather by then, and that will be delightful because I really miss my job. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, not a lot has changed since last week in my world, except 
Kamala Harris is now the VP nominee. Um, yeah, I just said to you that that pick was taking up a lot of space in my brain. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thrilled that it's finally happened and that we have a ticket and we're moving forward. And their speeches yesterday were glorious. They really presented a united front. They presented a way that we're going to take Trump down and what's wrong with Trump. And um, that's something that's been lacking. Um, and she is she's just such a badass. And I'm really excited to see I- uh, see her vice presidency. Something I didn't realize I needed in like sort of like the rhetoric coming out of the DNC right now. I mean, mm. I need mm-hmm. a lot. For, I need a lot that I'm not getting from the DNC. But I, one right. of them yeah. is um, like really effective reasoning on what makes Donald Trump such a poor president. Yes. And Kamala Harris being, you know, a, a, a fucking litigator uh, was able like her use of open and shut. Yes, yesterday uh. in her speech was like so concise and like really like it was so confident you know it was like yes this is we like it spoke to that thing that we all know to be true where like everything has gone a little crazy right now because like things that are not acceptable have been just accepted. being been accepted yeah and ooh, excuse me um uh, and and her saying like open and shut, it's like she's like, well, maybe perfectly clear. This guy can't be the fucking president anymore. Like, <laughs> and that's why I'm voting. I mean, that like, I'm certainly not voting because either of them are candidates that I have a particular, you know, that I believe in. But we don't have to get into all that right now because I mean, <laughs> yeah, same duh. because that's that's just. I mean, what Noam Chomsky said was, you know, vote for Biden, haunt his dreams. Yes. With, Love that. Because that is how progress works. That is how it's always worked. And I think that mm-hmm. some progressives forget that because that's just the way it works right now. And so we need to keep pushing to change. We got to um, roll with it. Uh, this has been Will and Grace in Politics. <laughs> what are you drinking? I, I am having that honey citrus uh, vodka in just Delish. a glass because that is what I felt able to do today. I am absolutely in the same boat. I have normal type vodka with sparkling water from a soda stream this week. Not even, I'm not even going LaCroix. I just could not even bring myself to go to the store and it's in no, a jar who could? because this is what was clean. I mean, here we are, you know, mm-hmm. we're doing our best. We've got some vodka. What what else do TV. you people want? <laughs> what what do you people want from us? Huh? What do you want from us? Also, buckle up. I have a lot to say about this episode and it's not lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Because I don't. Oh, word. Yeah, I mean like it's not I mean I have, you know, my my thesis statement of this episode is Eric McCormick's performance is masterful. Oh yeah, it's great. He's he's always great, and yeah. like the what he handles is is like he carries the you know the entire episode on his own shoulders for reasons that will become clear in the trivia in mere moments. To, uh, speaking of the episode, yeah, tell me what tell me about that episode. I will tell you the Hulu video summary. Would that be helpful? To, we well, but also, what's the title? Oh, I don't know. Okay, um, I'll do it. <laughs> I know it. There it is. Episode. 
<laughs> it's episode 605 titled A Story, B Story. B as in B-E-E, you see. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? Uh, original get it. air date, October 30th, 2003, directed by James Burroughs and written by Gil Lerner. David, it is now your turn. Hulu video summary. Will takes Leo on shopping sprees and for high tea to help him rekindle his love of the city. Karen coaches Jack for the annual gay spelling bee. This is a masterclass in missing the point. Yeah. Um, it's very good. At this is not at all what this episode is about. Uh, now, give us that trivia. In this episode, Grace is sick with food poisoning and stays in bed. In real life, Deborah Messing was confined to bed because of severe morning sickness. And then basically the same thing, but uh, Deborah Messing appears in only two scenes, both of which are set in her apartment bedroom and were actually filmed in her house. How rad is that? I love this. I love it too. Very I much. mean, her 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 wardrobe has been getting blousier and flowier, and so uh-huh. we've been we've known she's pregnant for a minute. But um, and uh, this is a like, it's a great device that they use to it? like, huh? Her wardrobe? Yeah, because she wouldn't be if she's having morning sickness. It's likely in her first trimester, so she's not showing too much. Well, but I mean, her wardrobe has been blousier. It's, it's been blousy. I've been talking about it. It's been blousy. Well, especially uh, that that black silk whatever thing that showed the, her the all thing the with nips. The sleeves. Yeah. And yep, the nips. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've we've been tracking. We've noticed. Don't think for a moment that we didn't notice. Um, so lots going on. As far as Grace's storyline here, big pivotal moment, sort of, in her life, uh, which we will get into momentarily. Are there any people of color in this episode? Uh, some extras. Okay. Were people of color, and that is a step up. Sure. Yeah. Shall we dive in to this episode, Carolyn? Let's do it. All right. So we open in the apartment. Will is stirring a pot. He's wearing one of those very 2003 sweaters with the like half zippy and like mm-hmm. the ribbing. Mm-hmm. I like it. Oh yeah. He looks pretty good. <laughs> I mean, he looks pretty good all the time. All the time. Um, it's not hard for him to look pretty good. Uh, Jack pops in. Big news. There's a gay spelling bee. An opportunity for Will's eggheadedness and his to be celebrated and his feta cheese thighs to be ignored. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Uh, it's a spelling bee with gay contestants and gay words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Will makes a don't ask, don't spell joke, which was hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, he says, I can't help you. My mom is still here and I have to take care of her. And she is not in the episode at all. <laughs> no. Uh, and then Leo comes in. Without knocking. Par for the course of this this friend family. Yeah. Yeah. But when did Leo graduate to not knocking? Not knocking without Grace. There you tow. go. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and this episode is kind of sweet between Leo and Will. Like, they it don't a little... snipe at each other as much as they usually do. Mm-hmm. And Leo lets him, I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but he lets him shoe shop for four hours, you know, and I don't know. I think I, Leo was fine in this episode as much as I hate him. I think I agree with you. 
Um, I do have some opinions that I guess I'll get to later, but okay. about like um, the sort of like the way we as queer people permit tokenizing of ourselves to make friends with straight people. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And like that's, but that's like been an ongoing conversation throughout this series and throughout most of sitcoms in the nineties, frankly. Oh, Um, for sure. So, Um, so Leo can't help Jack either because he, because Grace is sick and he's picking up Will's consomme for Mm -hmm. her. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Karen, which which is just broth. Uh, Karen comes to the door and Jack says, hey, will you? Yeah. And she just immediately agrees. She doesn't know what it is. It's so funny. And it's adorable. And, they leave. Yes. and I also really appreciated not putting us, the audience, through him explaining it again. <laughs> uh, right? Yes. Yes. Very, very well done, Gail. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <clears throat> Grace is sick with food poisoning because she ate shrimp and then he threw the shrimp, Leo threw the shrimp away and then she ate more of it because she's Grace. And, She's uh, cool. Uh, Will's secret ingredient. It's a blown it's, kiss. It's so, and he makes Leo turn around to do it. Like, it is so cute. I loved it's every adorable. second of it. Yes. Uh, he puts his soup in the heat-resistant Tupperware, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which he's very excited about. And, and Leo is like, man, you're not just a lawyer. You have your soups. And he's real in that moment. Because And like it's a joke a little bit, but his like yeah. he's like, no, you have a hobby and your hobby is cooking. And I too have that hobby. And like it is it is a real moment from Leo. Yeah. Cause he's lost. He's feeling lost. Doctors Without Borders contacted him to uh build another um uh hospital, hospital in, Cambodia. in Cambodia. And it's six months and he can't turn it down, he says, because he left he just, that for, for grace. Yeah. And he, he doesn't like it here because there's, n- he doesn't feel like he's helping mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though he's a doctor. And Will says, well, you haven't seen Will Truman's New York. Give me 24 hours of Will Truman's New York. And I promise you'll never want to help another person again. And Leo agrees. So then we get the credits. Mm-hmm. And we and go we, to Café Café Jacques. Oui. Oui. He gives her a uh, uh, Karen. Jack gives Karen a cheese and muscle relaxant bagel, which <laughs> sounds great. Kind of wish she, I had one. Yeah. Right now? Yeah. My back is killing yeah. me. Yeah. Same. Uh, she has flashcards for the gay bee. Mm-hmm. And she asks him to spell daiquiri. And upon right. hearing that word... He quits immediately. <laughs> Don't blame him. Um, Daiquiri is an annoying word to spell. And she sort of gets him to remember how to spell the word by practicing. It's brilliant. Like, uh, 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 what's it? What is Visualization. Invi- visualization. There you go. Uh, of the sign, you know, advertising. And it, she's like, we're in our favorite leather bar, you know, and like there's a dragon. Anyone wearing in a way harness gets, to eat, <laughs> yeah. gets a free daiquiri. <laughs> um. And, but he spells it and, um, and she's, she's like, okay, here's how we're going to win this thing. We're going to cheat. I'm going to write words on my boobs and will, or sorry, 
Jack is like, no. He has a lot of integrity here. He does have a lot of integrity. He wants Karen, to win this. Karen convinces him, though, that cheating is right because, um, and I don't have the exact quote, but she basically says, like, that's, like, not cheating flies in the face of everything that, um, you know, drag queens stand for, except she doesn't say drag queens and gay bars stand for. She doesn't say that, though. She uses the T-slur that I'm not going to use here because it is not for me to use. And I found it, I'm going to pause here because I found it really shocking that this word was coming out of my TV in 2020. Um, And I had to remember that it was 2003 um, and that uh, things have really changed um, around that word, specifically because of the work of um, trans women to explain why that doesn't work. And I would love to share a quick thing that I found. Um, Parker Malloy uh, has this op-ed in The Advocate from 2014, which is a follow-up to a previous op-ed titled Gay Dudes, Can You Just Not? This one is called It's Time to Stop with the T-Word. And the quote here is... It's a term tied to a history of violence, oppression, anger, and hate. It's a term I've been called by those who wish to harm me. And frankly, it's a term many trans women, like slain New Yorker Islan Nettles, hear immediately prior to falling victim to physical violence. So, the trouble with this word specifically is that drag queens like RuPaul or... um, uh, uh, cis gay men like Christian Siriano on whom who made the term really popular on his season of Project Runway. Uh, he did. Yes, hot T slur mess. Oh sure, yeah. That was Christian Siriano. Um, the the issue here is that people have said that this is a slur. And so it is not for us, people who don't identify as trans, to say whether or not it is a slur. Um, it is important just to listen and to not use this word anymore. And like, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but like, it was shocking to me to hear that word. And it is also not the last trans slur that's used in this episode. It's I not won't the first bring it up either. Be- or no, uh, you said this episode. I meant the show. This, right? No, no, not the not in the show for certainly. But there's another the um, there's another slur that's used by the host of the spelling bee later um, that is also completely unacceptable. <laughs> uh, and again, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Um, and I just want to point out that like the both of these slurs were used, but not a single like trans or even drag presenting cross dressing person was in that scene. And like, it's just, it speaks to, yes, an old problem, but one that still exists. That is like, we are more, we as cis gay men are more than willing to talk about, you know, the experiences of trans people without actually contextualizing it through the lens of a trans person, like, or like having a trans person around being friends with a trans person, like, allowing trans people to feel comfortable in our bars, you know? And uh, I was disappointed in this episode for these reasons. I guess that's all I have to say. 
Um, uh, shall we move also, on? <laughs> good time. If you have a couple dollars, the Marsha P. Johnson Institute is a great place to Ooh. send donations. Awesome. Thank you, Carolyn. That's wonderful. I would love to do that today. So or I'm the do Oprah that Project as well, which houses and feeds uh, black trans. Yeah. I love the women. Oprah Project. But also the Mar- I heard a podcast last week uh, from the head of the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, I want to say. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, it was brilliant. And so highly recommend sending them a few dollars if you've got them. <sighs> Shaking it off. You feel good? to say. I feel better having said it, but like, I mean, yeah. there's always a little bit of fear, not fear, but um, anxiety around bringing things up that maybe of I course. don't have experience well, with myself because and like- especially since we are talking about a show from 2003. Right. And so is, I don't want to be overly is, critical. Right. Where this is like, we're, we're watching this from the lens of 2020 where that is completely unacceptable. We're in 2003. Yes. We just kind of brushed by it. And said, yeah, okay. You know, or like, celebrated it. Or celebrated it. Yeah. As like progress. I, oof. Yeah. Yep. So she tries to get him to spell the word doily. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And he says, Can I hear that in a sentence? And she says, He went doily down the street, which is the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and- so good. And he gets it right. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. D O I L Y. Well, before that, he goes, oh, doily. Yes. And like moves he, he his like arms moves. like yes. a little Kendall. It's so fucking funny. It's hot. it's hot, David. I'm hot. Yeah, you are. Oh, please. I am, though. Yep. So then we go over to high tea at Bergdorf's. Heaven. That Is sounds it? so fun. I would love to go to a high tea. I always meant to go to one at like the the Drake or something. We never did. When we see each other next year, let's do that. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so they shop for shoes. Leo and Will is who I'm mm, talking about. Mm-hmm. I just realized. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they shop for shoes for four hours. Leo's new crocodile Louis Vuitton shoes don't fit him. They're a real uh, guy magnet though. Which is not what he wanted. <laughs> and then while... Will is talking about the tiny little sandwiches. Leo <laughs> Leo does what I would do, and he just squishes a bunch of them together and takes a huge <laughs> bite. <laughs> it is very funny, and then he uses one of my favorite words to describe Will Truman's New York, which is fussy. I'm feeling fussy. I Well, when am I not? But, like, <laughs> that is such a good word, like... I'm pretty sure that like I took it from you to use about myself to just when I'm just like having a day. I'm fussy. Fussy. Uh, and the the introduction, I mean, not to the word, obviously, but to the use of the word is Pam on The Office when she says to Michael, do you want a Tylenol? Because you seem a little fussy. And it's <laughs> just like calling a grown man fussy is the funniest thing in the world and he's not wrong because it is a little fussy because there's like the literal like silver teapot and the tray of sandwiches the like three-tier tray Mm -hmm. thingy and and it is very fussy and i don't know why will thought leo would like this i right i mean classic will you know bringing people to the things that he loves without really taking into consideration what their what their things are that they like yeah so we go yeah. over to the gay bar. The first word at the gay bee. Gay bee. Gay bee. 
the gaby is degenerous. <laughs> it's like how much more outdated could this possibly be? <laughs> Seriously. Specifically for summer 2020. Like, oh my word. Is she done? Like, are we done with her? I mean, I've been done with her, but like. I like. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if we want if we want my take on Ellen DeGeneres. I'm super disappointed because I think that um, women's voices in the queer pantheon of of mass media and pop culture are just really they're just fucking aren't enough of them. And I thought that Ellen was like a great voice for like lesbians, um, albeit wealthy white cis lesbians. <laughs> yeah. um, like thanks, but, thank you, the Ellen. Thank you for all you've done. Move along, like. Retire. Thank you for all you've done, done, but but also it was not news. I mean, like I have a, no, it was I not have, news. It was not news to those of us who know people who know people. Like ever, I feel like everybody know, has known that Ellen is a monster for a long fucking time. Um, but anyway, degenerous is the first word. <laughs> it's very funny, uh, and Jack. He's very nervous. He's up next, and he's really glad Karen believes in him. And then he gets called to the stage and Karen tries to go up with him and uh, dude says, hags must stand 10 feet to the back. And, and she says, that's right. I forgot about the Grace Adler ordinance. <laughs> Do you have feelings about the word hag? No. In its use here? No. Okay. We've talked about it before. I, it doesn't bother me. No, I think it's way more annoying to say fruit fly. Like, it's like, Ew. Okay, just grow up. Just say the thing. <sighs> anyway, Jack gets the word taffeta and he ends up getting it right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good for Jack. Oh. Good for you. Can you not see my face? Because I didn't turn on my light. There it is. Oh, you're glowing now. I could see you before, but now I see you more, more perfectly. Hi. <laughs> so we're at a Rangers game. We are sitting next to a big guy in a, in a jersey and there's people everywhere and they're screaming for the hockey. And we are in the first row. We, we are, are in the rinkside. first row. So like Rangers don't get a lot of ticket buyers, maybe. Maybe. They, or maybe, decided, maybe Leo like, just wanted to spend a fuckload of money. Oh, sure. I, I doubt that Rangers tickets cost that much. Maybe. I don't know. Let's find out. I want to know this information. Okay. We're going to pause while, we, while Carolyn looks up Rangers tickets. New York Rangers. Yeah. Tippy tap. Tippy tippy tappy. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. COVID-19 alert, David. Wait, what? It's a COVID-19 alert. What's COVID-19? Oh, um, right. Is it a kind of cracker? Um, a digestive biscuit from the UK? Average ticket price, $137 for like two seasons ago. Hmm. All right. Yeah, not that much money. Uh, Well, I mean, it's a lot of money, but he's a doctor. Yeah, yeah. And inflation, I'm sure it was not that much in in 03. I was about to say 2003. Ought three. Why would I have said 2003? Who am I? You could say okay. it like the president and call this year 20, 220. Tw- Fucking moron. What? Ew. Okay. He's 
has dementia. Uh, so he's loving it. Leo is, and they make it through the first period and, and Will gets frightened by the hockey players who slam into the wall. And it is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, it, <laughs> he's very startled. It is exactly what my reaction would have been. Oh yes, very much so. Um, and Leo tells him, you know, I have to go. I have to go to Cambodia. I have to take the job. There's nothing I can do about it. And Will's like, no, 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 we're having fun. And he does the Rangers cheer again, but he does the claps from West Side, <laughs> which is hysterical. <laughs> and Leo's like, no, I'm sorry. I have to go. I have to go. I'm going to go get some ice cream. And then a cute little thing happens. Very sweet. Hap- and, and like, this is another scene where I was like, oh, my God, why? I don't know why my hackles were so up with this episode. But like, I was... Um, like feeling myself because earlier in the episode, earlier in this scene, um, Will sort of cat calls one of the hockey players and he's like, you're gorgeous French Canadian or whatever. Um, and Leo gives him this horrified look. He's like, yeah, don't cat call at a Rangers game. Um, and what he says is, oh yeah. Rangers fans love when you gay cat call. Right. And like, I don't, I mean, it made me feel angry for, like, being told what is and is not acceptable as far as, like, sexual desires in a in a, in a a male-dominated setting. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're on one. <laughs> I'm on one. I'm sorry. And, like... <laughs> um, because what the, the adorable thing that happens is the, the bigger guy with the, with the jersey next to Will says, just let him let your boyfriend leave. It's OK. If he loves you, he'll come right back. And Will's like, we're not together. And the guy goes, oh, OK, well, then can I buy you a light beer? I hope he said yes, because the guy was really cute. <laughs> I really wanted Will to say yes. Yeah. So let's move forward thinking that he did. All right, great. So we're in Deborah Messing's bedroom at her home. Yes, we are. And ding, ding, ding. Oh, please. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. I thought we skipped a thing, but... We did. um, We skipped a thing. Uh, Leo just says he doesn't know how to break it to Grace that he's leaving, and Will tries to help. He's like, you have to rhetorically box her in so that then you can play her like a puppet, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is lovely. Well. Yeah, thanks, Will. We love talking about how to manipulate women while they're not even in the fucking episode. So then we go to my ding, 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 which is Deborah Messing's beautiful, cozy, sexy bedroom. Red satin. Red satin everywhere. And these like purple, like damask, damask Mm -hmm. pillows. And um, it just looks really cozy and really sexy. And I liked it. I was all about it. I also wondered why she was like whispering everything all of her lines she was like especially well i guess especially in this one scene she she was like whisper 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 i mean when you're nauseous it's hard to speak without wanting to puke right and that's why i'm saying i didn't know that while i was watching oh oh i getcha um so leo brings her the consomme Mm -hmm. and he says grace you want me to be happy right And she says to him, and she does this thing that I love so much. Mm -hmm. She says, not if it affects me negatively in any way, Mm. which is hilarious. And then she takes a little sippy of soup and she just looks up at him like, (laughs) 
<laughs> I know that face. It is a wife face. <laughs> it's also, it's a little bit like, I know what's coming. Figure it out. Do better. <laughs> it's like a little smug, but like cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we go back over to the bee. The bee! Where disinherited was the word and like what a subversive wonderful joke it's so it's like i like that's my problem is like i think it's funny i think that these things are funny and well, like they're well-written it, jokes like well no the 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 whole thing is like it's it's subversive because we're saying like this guy broke down because he heard the word disinherited and he was likely disinherited because he was gay. Mm -hmm. And like, that is what we're twisting around here into a joke. And, but like see America and that's what makes it subversive and wonderful. And Gail Lerner like hit it out of the park with that one. Dominated. As far as yeah. I'm concerned. Uh, Jack has to spell Mater D. Mm -hmm. They did this scene so well. So funny. such a farce. It is just the tension is built really well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and he uh, Sean Hayes does this wonderful like kind of freak out like a kid at a spelling bee I don't know if any of you have ever watched the spelling bee every year of your life like I have but um, have you ever been in a spelling bee oh yeah I won one in fifth grade Thank me too school uh, wide beat the eighth graders I think I was sixth grade and I came in second to be fair but I did get to go to regionals as the runner up um, so he's freaking out. He's doing that, like the hands in the pockets and the, like the spelling it on his, the back of his little card and, and the, like the face, the, mm -hmm, the face mm -hmm. grabbing thing where they yeah. make sure they're saying the correct letter. And <laughs> it's, it's just really funny. Um, and then of course, Karen is trying to tell him the letters. Ooh. Waiter, I would like a... Or I would like, I don't, a I don't know how she, a T. Yeah. And then when she gets to E, they've dragged her out of the bar. And when she gets <laughs> to E, she runs back in and goes at the back of the set like, E, a mouse. And it's <laughs> so funny. And then catastrophe. Um, uh, uh, it's great. It's, it's, it's great. And it's like fantastic. It. Um, eee, a mouse! Eee! Jumping back to the apartment. In a wonderful callback. Yes. Leo brings the Tupperware back to Will. So he is. Oh, this is 14. my ding. This is my ding, ding, ding also. Oh, do. It is also Will's shirt. Um, and it is a button down that is like thin vertical stripes of black and white. And they're like a little bit inconsistent as far as like width. And it's just a really specific 2003 fashion thing. Uh-huh. That like then was sold in, you know, express uh -huh. for the next 10 years and became this very, very, very dated look. Um, and I wore a shirt very much like it in a production of one of the Shakespeare tragedies, the title of which I forget currently moving on. <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> uh, so Leo says 
Grace was great. I'm going to Cambodia. She's coming with me. And Will flips out. Yeah. Because she's going to be gone for six months. She's never been, been without me for that long before. Well, you can come with us. No, I have to stay here and be the rock. Adorable. And I thought, like, Leo saying you can come with us was really sincere. Like, he seemed really sincere about that. And, like, I want to also say that the sincerity was, like, twofold for me because it looked a little pained, too. Yeah. Because he was a little bit like, I'm I'm going somewhere with my wife. I'd like, like my wife to be my wife for a while yeah, without you. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and like but he was still offering. Yes. He was still offering. He's like, "Okay, if this is going to ruin everyone's lives, like let's compromise." Somehow. Well, and there's probably like some guilt there as well because yeah. he's taking Grace away. He's he he feels guilty because he can't be happy if he's not doing Doctors Without Borders. It is Ugh, a true impasse. What a monster. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Selfish prick. Can't be healthy if he's not helping the less fortunate. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> anyway, the Marsha P. Johnson Institute. Write it down. Uh, <laughs> yes. So Jack comes off the elevator and Karen is sitting at Cafe Jacques waiting for him. And he is very chilly to her because mm-hmm. he doesn't like that she cheated. And she defends herself and says, I didn't want to see you devastated when you lost. When you lost. When, Karen. How dare you, Karen Walker. And he says, well, shame on you for thinking I'll crumble under the slightest bit of stress. Such a gay stereotype that you've given me. And then... Q. (laughs) Q Will walking out of the apartment, just absolutely freaking out, all wrapped up in a blanket. Where are they going? Are they going to see Grace? That is a fabulous. I mean, I think why that's is, what that is where they're going because that's the next scene. But like, why yeah. is he bringing a blanket? Why is he bringing a blanket? Uh, and then we learn that Jack actually has won. He won. He, he won. won 105 bucks, travel Scrabble, and a trophy he gets to keep for one night. <laughs> and he says, no one could spell Mater D, not even the guy who was giving them the words, who is a Mater D. And he won because he could spell erect. <laughs> also, I take back something I said earlier. It was not the host of the spelling bee. It was Jack in this scene who uses the other slur against tra- uh, trans people. Yes, he does. Yeah, that that I clocked that. That one mm-hmm. really got me. Yeah. I mean, I clutched uh, the T word as well, but like, well, of course, yeah, both of them, yeah. But I think the latter one, the one that Jack does, is like um, super gross. And both are couched in really, really funny structurally jokes, yeah, yeah. Um, too. So that's that makes it uh, that makes them maybe harder to identify. So we go over to um, Grace and Leo's, and Grace is in bed. Will comes in because he wants to say goodbye, and he gets it out of her that she's actually fine. Don't tell Leo. Shh. I have to also say, Grace looks gorgeous. Yes, she does. <laughs> Deborah Messing she, looks is the most beautiful, like sick pregnant like lady in the world. Yeah. She's she, yeah. Um uh she, they don't want a big emotional goodbye. Six months is nothing. Might be more like eight. 
<laughs> so it's fine. He, he goes to leave and she like pulls him back into bed. And Leo comes in, asks how they're doing. And Grace says something very sweet. She's like, it's fine. Can Will sleep over? Can Will spend the night? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Leo figured it was only a matter of time. Yep. And uh, they hug and they all tuck into bed and Leo gets excited because someone shaved their legs, but it was Will. Um, mm-hmm. And then we move over to the apartment. It's probably it's a few days later because Leo and Grace are gone and they all say they're going to miss her. And Will says, you know, Grace is smarter than we give her credit for. Cut to a plane flying away. Grace <laughs> saying, ooh, shrimp. shrimp. <laughs> Which, of course, is the callback to what she was sick on. Yeah. At the beginning of the episode. Beautiful. Oh, well, that was a cute episode. Packed. Do you have a takeaway? I I think we said all of our takeaway. Yeah, we talked about it as we went along. I feel like, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, here's my takeaway. If you are planning a thing for a friend, don't bring them to things you think that they'll like because you like them. Think about them and their interests and what they want and then decide what to do. I love that. What a good Are idea. Parent, you know, when we're allowed to see each other again, when your parents come to town, where are you going to take them? Someplace you like or someplace no. they'll like? Yes. Yeah. There. That's my mistake. What's yours? Um, my, I think my takeaway is uh, <sighs> like compromising on like things that you need to do for your own well-being um, because of your romantic relationship is a kind of an ongoing conversation and one that you should try to keep active yeah. and um, be honest about as much as possible. And it's not always going to be super comfy for everybody involved, but if you love each other, you'll work through it. Yes, absolutely. And they do work through it because Grace agrees to go to Cambodia. Yeah, it's great. Like, I... I, I you please 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 oh i just i was i i'm taking us off the subject um i don't remember this episode oh interesting yeah i i, mean, I kind of know either. i've seen it mm-hmm. but probably just the one time so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm and i have no idea what happens next i do not know what the next episode is about yeah i don't remember either this is this is fun we're getting into territory that we are unfamiliar with so it is fun i'm having a great time me too you know what, David Wesley, I like you. I think I like you too. Shall we keep doing this? I think we shall. Capital idea. Capital. And speaking of capital, we're trying to raise some. You can visit us at patreon.com slash Vodka. And be like Patrick and Emily J, Dara T, Natalie G, or Nikki B. And become a sustaining member of Women Grace and Vodka. Please, and thank you. And also, if you don't want to do that, but you do want to give us a little boost, give us a rating and send us a cute little review. And we'll love you forever. And yeah, we will. And also keep us visible on, on the pages. PJ Hankey, thank you for our theme music. Sasha Gerritsen, thank you for our executive production. Follow us um, at Will and Grace Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow both of us at CertainlyDavid and at Carasesso. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.